What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the episode of the What's Your Opinions podcast. You know me, it's Eli. Coming at you guys with another episode. Um, you know, I did promise I would give you two to three episodes, and that didn't happen. Even though I'm still giving you an episode. I could have lied, but I don't. I like to keep the truth. I had two episodes recorded prior to the third one I had posted last week, and yet my computer just doesn't like me for some reason, and I want to fight it. I lost the two files, the audio files, and I can't get them back. So we're restarting new. I wasted another two and a half hours of my life talking for those last two videos, or um, episodes, and now I think I'm going more insane than I actually had thought I am. So let's just continue with this episode. Um, just want to be wary, you know, as the it's getting a lot more dangerous. Not dangerous, I would say. Just getting a lot more worse out there for you know in this times of COVID, because people forget we're in COVID, and, you know, you guys take things for granted, and we didn't get to enjoy, we got to enjoy a month and a half, maybe two, almost a month and a half worth of no mask, didn't want to take care of yourself, didn't want to wash your hands, didn't want to do none of that stuff, and people are getting COVID left and right yet again, uh, cases are spiking up exponentially, all that stuff, I'm not, you know, it sucks, but... You know, it happens. You know, Florida don't want to listen for nothing, and then those people want to travel back to their spot. You have Lollapalooza that's going on now, over 100,000 patrons there. So, yeah, you know, it's a, it's still a huge thing. Do I recommend you guys get the vaccine? I don't know. I don't care what you guys get. I don't care what you guys believe in. But, you know, I guess say this. If we have to go into another lockdown, which almost looks like it's going to go that way, um, you know, I just want to say, you know, stay, uh, be clean. Uh, stay positive and kind of just keep your mind right because I know this goes a long way, especially for people that couldn't work. I feel for you guys. I'm still out of a job, but I'm still trying to make it work somehow, some way, you know? So let's, you know, keep that mindful, you know, don't be, just call your people if you love them and stuff like that, you know, just call them, especially if you know, you kind of feel something, something that's up with them, you know? Other than that, uh, a cut on things with a little bit of updates with life and all that. Uh, we just finished, uh, this is Wednesday, the 8th, or no, it was the 8th, the fucking, tomorrow's Thursday, it's like the 4th, yeah, today's the 4th of August, and as of yesterday, or as of Monday, uh, me and my co-host Alex on the, the Night Shifters podcast, we recorded our first episode. So that should be posted very, very soon, probably within the next week or two. We I just mixed and mastered it and stuff, so we're getting into that. If you guys don't know, that's a new podcast we started. We scrapped the better vibes, and we're doing the Night Shifters, a podcast that gives you cool vibes and makes you laugh at night. But yeah, I, I had really enjoyed that. You know, the ideas you want to do with that. Ideas I want to do with this is why I'm saving up to get a better computer so I can actually record and give you guys an actual legitimate episode of the pot of a podcast you know what i mean sorry while i turn this real quick you know like i i just want to do a lot more than what i want with this you know uh you know because i believe like with youtube and all that stuff like that's just a bigger alleyway for you to get exposed you know like you think of pictures and stuff like you go through like instagram and stuff Instagram's like the gateway of going into like getting what you need you just have to develop an audience i would rather develop that audience naturally on youtube because then again now you have two sources you have people that can watch you on youtube and then you have people that can listen to you and those people that 
watch you on YouTube, they enjoy just the audio part, then they can go to that part. But who cares? So I, I want to do that very, very soon. I'll probably save up a couple dollars for that. Anyway, let's get on to our main part of the episode today. I'm not really going to get into any other side quests and all that stuff uh, because I haven't really done anything much. This is, I haven't watched anything new. I haven't been watching anything and I really don't want to talk about what I was talking about last week because all because I got heated and now it's just gone and all my work's done with that. So I know I'll I'll I'll, I'll use that topic another day. But let's just get into another episode for sports. So people that are sports fans, you guys are getting you know a little bit of a nice little treat. You get two episodes back to back with sports. One was football. You got the picks. You got me basically complaining about people that don't know how to use a quarterback correctly, even though I've never been in a professional sport a day in my life i'm just someone that watches an avid fan but knows the game correctly um in the news of sports the nba their season has kind of just begun what i mean by that is the free agency start and boy did the lakers take advantage of that free agency even though i don't entirely agree with what they're picking (coughs) oh my god but you know lebron james it's pretty much out the door at this moment. So he wants to go out with one more ring and potentially be the GOAT, which in this case, he's not really the GOAT. You guys already know my stance on that if you guys have followed me forever. So they picked up Russell Westbrook. They picked up another couple good, great players. Uh, some of them were traded. Some of them weren't. And I just think that's just an egotistical matchup with Russell and... LeBron James, I get the storyline, you know, Russell, he came from LA, he's a, he's a Bruin, he going back, does he, but this is the West we're talking about, anything could happen, but, and I'm not, I'm just a casual basketball fan, I really don't know much, I might get someone that knows basketball in here one day, but as of right now, I don't think Lakers, I think Lakers are still a 7th seed team, that's gonna get kicked out in the first or second round, I, 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 I don't know, but, in the ways of football, a couple things have happened. Carson uh, Carson Wentz, jeez, that boy can't that boy cannot stay healthy. He had to go through foot surgery in training camp, and now is out for the next uh, what is it five to twelve weeks? <laughs> like, golly, man! Like, this is why I say like, yeah. so I see things before they happen. Carson Wentz, he's he had one great season where he almost won MVP. He had another great season, his rookie season, which was good, even though he didn't do anything with it. And then the MVP season where he almost, obviously he didn't win MVP, but, you know, that almost MVP season that led them to the Super Bowl. You could say without Carson, you know, the Eagles would have never gone, you know, that far deep into the playoffs, you know, even though Nick Foles took over and it just looked good, even though that was a, you know, a disaster in itself a year later. But yeah, that's pretty much the only news of like football that I know so far. I haven't really heard anything else uh, within the head or anything else as if I'm an executive. And of course, someone wants to fucking just, you know, have a loud-ass motorcycle while I'm recording. Every fucking time. But uh, what? Well, we're here to talk about the fight game, y'all. I like fighting. I like the UFC. I like boxing. And why not talk about that for the next 22, 30 minutes or so? Let's get on to it. We'll start with uh, boxing. No, I'll start with boxing. We'll start with UFC since I really don't know much about it. Um, 
Start with the UFC. UFC will be starting this Saturday. The UFC 265, I believe. Yeah, UFC 265 is about to start this Saturday, the seventh. I probably will open this. I probably will, uh, you know, upload this sometime either today, which is like Wednesday, or tomorrow, which is Thursday. So I'll kind of know what I'm talking about. This one I kind of really don't care about as much anymore. Uh, just because Amanda Nunes is no longer part of it, and I just don't think. Uh, you know, it's, it's okay. I think it's an okay card. Uh, you know, Derek Lewis and, uh, Surreal Gain. I don't know. I think that's what his name is. Uh, Surreal Gain, you know, they are the headlining this one because, uh, Francis Ngannou was done dirty by the UFC. I think he was done dirty. He wanted a six month layoff so he can rest and, you know, enjoy being champion for a little bit before his title defense with Derek Lewis. And they said, no, we want somebody now because we are money hungry. And so we are going to make interim champions. So Derek Lewis and Sergio Gan are the number one options for that. And it's going to be in Houston, which is Derek Lewis's hometown. What make, I, to me, what makes this main event so interesting is because both of these guys are on a six-fight winning streak. Um, Sergio Gan, since coming to the UFC, he's been on a six-fight winning streak. And Derek Lewis has been on a six-fight winning streak. And Derek Lewis is 25... And seven as to gone uh, as to gone being nine and zero, oh. so it makes it really interesting. Um, my heart goes with Derek Lewis. If I had to put my bet on it, I might have to go with Gone because Gone is more of the, I would say more of a well-rounded fighter when it comes to he knows a lot more wrestling, gra the grapple game, and just has a lot more stuff put together when it comes to striking than Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis has freakish strength. That's his only feature you have. He could put up combinations. Uh, his his groundwork isn't that impressive to me, but he just has just killer shots when it. And he doesn't even have to wind up for it. He doesn't. He's not the thing that makes Derek Lewis pretty extraordinary is that he never winds up for his attacks. Only when like desperate, but like most of his knockouts come from short punches that don't have to be wound up like as 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 much. So do I think I give Derek Lewis a, a puncher's chance? Of course. But Hart says Derek Lewis. I'll be cool with whoever fights. I just want Derek Lewis more because Derek Lewis is the number two ranked in the UFC, in the in the heavyweight division. So it would be dope to have you know the number one, the two best, you know, go up against them. You know, the the best of the best go up against each other for the belt. Other than that, then like the card is pretty mid for like the undercard. You have Jose Aldo, old ass Jose Aldo, and then you have. Pedro Mun Munchos? I have no idea who Munchos is. Uh, I think Munchos is going to probably beat oh, Jose, and then I don't care about these other two, which is Vicente Luque and then uh, Michael Chiesa. I think that's what his name is. I don't know. I think I'm butchering it. But I think that's pretty much it. Like, I, I'm, since Amanda Nunes is like out of this card, I, I don't care about this fight anymore. Like, I really, really... I can care less about this fight. So often, but I'm still going to watch it. I, I think... I'm not going to watch the entirety of it. Like, I'll probably watch the undercard and then this. I won't watch, like, any prelims or whatever. And then they have another event, the Fight Night. Um, I think this is a pretty decent one. Uh, Jared Cannonier versus Kevin Gaslam. I think that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, this is just for the month of August. For the month of August. Whoa, what was that? What was that oh, yeah. This is just for the month of August. You know, for this one, it's going to be at the Apex. Uh, I didn't really see the undercard for this. I just see that this is, you know, the main fight of it. And then for the next fight, I believe it's the 28th, which is, uh, oh, Edson Barbosa and I forgot, I can't pronounce the name, the last name, it goes by Giga or 
I call him, I'm gonna call him Giga. My Giga. <laughs> but uh, Edison Barbosa, it looks pretty interesting. That's what I'm looking at right now for the month of August when it comes to UFC. Uh, it looks to be all right. Do I think these guys are all right? I don't know. I don't watch these fighters. You'll most likely get more in depth when it comes to me and Alex on the Night Shifter. So please be sure to follow us there. And Alex will pretty much school me on all this stuff. And then the UFC uh, 266, that's going to be, you know, all the way in September. But right now, those are just the month of August and what we're getting out of it. Do I think it's interesting? Very. Uh, to be honest, this is a more of the weaker month of the UFC, if I'm being completely honest. It's crazy. Oh, just Amanda Nunes herself, to me, just makes this month very meh. It's a very meh kind of thing. But overall, I'm still probably going to be watching a little bit of it. Uh, most, most obviously, I'll be watching the pay-per-view one. But other than that, I really don't care about any other events on there. Yeah, this is just a really mid-month. This is a really meh to mid-month. You look at last month. Last month was pretty pretty gas when it comes to that. When it comes to, uh, you know, the events and all that stuff. Ow. Um, but that's it for the UFC at the moment. Uh, will I be watching it? Of course. I love my UFC. But I won't consider it exciting. I consider boxing, since we're now on the on the boxing side, to be a little bit more on the interesting side. What I mean by that is there's a couple good fighters. Uh, let me just look at the month of August real quick. Here we go. So the month of August we're getting... It kind of starts off a little bit slow, but next Saturday, to me, kicks off the actual part of it, which is uh, the return of Gamero Rigondeaux. Uh, people that don't know who Gamero Rigondeaux is, Rigondeaux is by far one of the most... Uh, I say he reminds me of Canelo, just not Canelo, if that makes sense, to where Rigondeaux is one of the best counterpunches in the game of boxing. And it's been a long time since Rigondeaux had fought. It's, ah, oh man, this is, I don't even know the last time he fought. Could have been the last time was against Lomachenko, but I doubt it. I believe he fought sometime after that. But who knows? But Rigondeaux, it just, it just makes it a lot more interesting because the division that that's in, which is bantamweight, Nanito Donaire is in that, in that, uh, in that weight class. People that don't know, I talked about Nonito Donaire a long time, a couple episodes back to where Nonito Donaire at his age shouldn't be doing what he's doing. Nonito Donaire is 38 years old. He's almost, he's literally almost knocking on the 40, uh, the 40 door and he just beat a young prospect champion in the bantamweight condition. And that just shows that, you know, and it shows a lot of these older fighters, they're just not, they're not like stepping stones anymore. You look back like five, six years ago, all these like older fighters in their late thirties, these guys are like, oh, they can, they can give you, they rough you up, but like they can't win against these young boxers. These usually are just like stepping stones for these young boxers to put on their resume. And Casimiro, I never really watched much of him, but he is a two-time champion. He holds the WBA and the WBO uh, world bantamweight champions, and this is what they're fighting for. I believe by the end of the year, uh, Bantam, uh, be either bef by the end of the year or by the, what's it called? By the beginning, by early, early next year, Bantamweight will be uh, undisputed. I call that right now. Because right now, after Casemiro Rigandau, who holds these two belts, it's Inoue. And then there's Donaire. So, Donito, Donito Donaire already fought. He can fight by November. 
Inoue already fought. He can fight by October. Or he can fight by December or September. I think right now, whoever wins this has to fight uh, Donaire or they have to fight Inoue. That's the only way. The winner of this fight. I believe the winner of this fight, they have to go and fight either one of those two champions. And then those two final champions got to fight by the end of the year or very, very early next year. Uh, who do I got in this fight? I'm really excited to see how Rigandal, you know, kind of hold up. Does he still have ring rust or, you know, is he still going to be the same counterpuncher? But he's still a productive counterpuncher. He's, in the eyes of casual boxing fans, he's a, he's a snore fest. But in the eyes of actual boxing fans who have watched the fight game for years, and I'm talking about, like, their family has watched it since the beginning, their grandfathers have... And they've learned from their fathers, and their fathers pass it down to you. So at a young age, you understand the game of boxing, and it's not just punch. It's not punches and combinations. It's more of the tactician and, you know, the mind games you play. Rigandau is that. Rigandau is by far, like, like a real fan's, like, like dream because he's such a prolific fighter when it comes to uh, shooting off the foot and being kind of unorthodox in a way, but still being, you know, that good. Obviously, you know, with... His fight with Lomachenko. Lomachenko literally nullified everything that Rigondeaux was good at and forced him to fight. Rigondeaux does not like to fight. He likes to pick and choose and kind of pick you apart as the fight continues. But Casemiro, um, I believe he's the younger, fresh fighter. Rigondeaux, who knows? Uh, if, if Rigondeaux comes out more aggressive and still has that old nature of him being pick and choose, Rigondeaux might have the edge. I've never seen Casemiro fight. I might have to go look on the highlight reel. And do that. I might make a mini so dedicated to Casamiro and Rigondeau. But as of right now, August 14th, that's a fight I'm looking at. Because two belts are on the line. And now we're inching. And, and, and that's just showing the modern day of boxing. How how these promoters kind of have no say anymore. Obviously, they still have a say where, you know, you can do you can either host rematches. Or you can, you can push your fighter away and kind of keep him safe from this other fighter. Because you can, the WBO can demand something or they can demand and can completely get a different fight but still have it within the rankings. So like all these belts right now, you look at the, you look at, um, what's his name? Charlo versus, um, Castellano. That fight would have unified the, the super middleweight division or the middleweight division, which hasn't been unified since the four belt era began in 1989. Like the 80s. I, yeah, I believe it's the 80s. That shows you how sad boxing is. How th these promoters will keep fighters away from each other. When these fighters want to fight these fighters. And these fighters want to contend to, uh, to contend and make a legacy to etch themselves into the boxing greats. And you, these promoters are just hungry for money. And they'll do whatever they can to keep them away. So at the end of the day, if their fighter becomes irrelevant, you know, they can say, oh, I tried my best to keep him away from these fights. Even though he was talented at that time. It's happened before. Um, I'm forgetting his name. You look at like people like um, not Ortiz, not Ortiz. Um, yeah, kind of like Ortiz. Ortiz had fame. Ortiz was the champion, lost to Mayweather, and kind of has been like this irrelevant thing. By the way, Ortiz versus Robert the Ghost Guerrero. That I believe someone who wins that fight will put him in retirement. I'm just saying that. I'm just gonna say that right then and there. But you look at that like the whole Jermel Charlo and Castiano fight. I believe that fight was Castiano. I think Castiano was enough. To, he put up the volume. He They even showed a, a stat saying he's the most volume puncher Charlo has ever faced in a boxing match. 
Meaning he put up way more punches. He put up more combina- more combinations. He was ripping with the left like all day. Uh, I do give you know Charlo his props. He came back. Do I think he had enough to win the ninth and tenth round? No. Do I agree with the uh, the judge that said it's a one seventeen one third uh, one seventeen one eleven? Hell no. And that's where like boxing is like you need to get suspended or you cannot judge a boxing match ever if you think that. You you know what I'm saying, boxing fans. I assume you know what I'm saying. But in in, in this era, like we're seeing a, in this era of boxing, like nobody can't duck anybody anymore. Like the WBO is uh, the 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 organizations that run these belts are now forcing these fighters to you know you can't you know you can't just chill anymore. It's like the it's like the MMA. Uh, you're seeing a lot of their fighters fight twi- three, tw- two three times a week uh, three times a year now. You look at um, Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou had fought three to- uh, twice, or he fought. This is his second time fighting this year. You look at. Amanda Nunes, she's fought twice this year already. Usually in the in boxing room, that's enough. You fight two times, you're done for the. Oh, sorry, you fight for two times and you're done for the rest of the year. Mayweather's made a living doing that. Mayweather fights in May. Mayweather fights in September, and that is it. You take six months layoffs, and that's it. These UFC fighters are like, oh, I want to fight tomorrow, you know. But we're now seeing the, these divisions are starting to close off a lot now. Like, none of these belts are going anywhere. You now, when you see champions, they either have two, three, the majority of them have two or three belts. You look at Errol Spence versus Manny Pacquiao. Errol Spence holds two belts to my, uh, in my, uh, in my, in my belief. But, uh, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Casimiro and Rigondeaux, that, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty dope. You know, I can't wait to see that. But another one that comes out very soon is, what, where is it, where is it? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Aero Spence versus Manny Pacquiao. And this is for, and this is super weird. Like, to me, this is very, very weird in the sense to where Manny Pacquiao and Aero Spence Jr., they're fighting for a lot of belts, which is super weird because boxing just has too many belts, and I just it just makes no sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, I don't know why there's six belts within... In a, in a division, you know? But right now, they're fighting for the WBC World Welterweight title, the IBF World Welterweight title, and then the vacant ring welterweight championship. That is the the vacant, the ring welterweight championship. That just sounds ridiculous. And this is going to be in Las Vegas, in the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, I believe that's the Las Vegas Knights, if I am not wrong. But I have no idea how this fight's going to go. Spence and Pacquiao. Um, I kind of talked about it very, very briefly and how, you know, I think Errol Spence should be winning this fight, but Manny Pacquiao still has that dog in him. If Manny Pacquiao, at the age of 43, two years ago, was able to put the beat down on, on Keith Thurman, a 25-year-old Keith Thurman, a 23 or 20, uh, a 25 or 26-year-old Keith Thurman, Manny Pacquiao was able to do that against that champion who everybody feared at one point because he can literally change the fight at any given moment. And then Errol Spence, who had came a couple months prior, had came from a, a car accident and then put the beats on a Danny Garcia. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a downgraded Danny Garcia. This isn't like the 2014-15 Danny Garcia, but it's still Danny Garcia and he's considered one of the top welterweights in, in the division. 
What I'm seeing right now is I think Manny Pacquiao's speed gives Errol Spence a very, very, very hard time. You look at Kell Brook and Spence. Kell Brook was able to use his speed and a little bit of power to do what he could against Spence, and Spence and ultimately won that fight. I think if Manny Pacquiao is going to take this correctly, I think Manny Pacquiao has to look at the Sean Porter fight, which to me was giving Spence the hardest time out of all his fights. If you guys know any other fights that Errol Spence has been in trouble with, let me know, and I will, you know, say that. I, ju I just think Sean Porter gave Errol Spence the... Uh, he gave Errol Spence, you know, he took him he took him to work. And it was so close to that the knockdown determined the fight. That's how close the fight was. Um, Spence, this guy is just known for being, to me, he's the guy that nullifies... He takes, to me... I don't know if this is a great analogy or not. He's like the Bill Belichick of boxing. I'm not considering him the best. He's by far one of the best in the division because of what he does. Why did everybody have Bill Belichick at a such high regard as maybe one of the greatest coaches of all time? It's because of what he does so well. But granted, you know, Bill Belichick was in a very, very weak AFC division where the Buffalo Bills weren't doing much. The, the Buffalo Bills weren't established as the team that they are now. The Miami Dolphins were constantly in rebuild mode, and the Jets will tear the Jets. But you look at Super Bowls that Bill Belichick had done. You can look at the his his last one, which was the the Rams Super Bowl. He took that Rams team and made Sean McVay look like a high school football coach. That's what I, that's what I got from it, and that's what Errol Spence does. Errol Spence. The way he embarrassed Mikey Garcia, and you know, people can say he didn't embarrass him, but the way he just dealt with Mikey Garcia, Mikey Garcia is known for a combination and power puncher. That's what he's known for. He's able to put up some vicious combos, and he's able to just ruin you. Errol Spence took all that away. Errol Spence literally just said, nah, fam, you're going to stick to jabs, and I'm just going to get away from him, you know? That's literally all that he... That's literally all that he did was like, nope, I'm going to, you know, you're not going to jab. You're just going to jab and you're not going to do much. What did Bill Belichick do in the Super Bowl? He said, oh, you like to use running backs and you don't like to use tight ends. Well, then, bucko, we're going to take your run game away completely. We're going to make Jared Goff go out of the pocket so many times that he's going to and we're going to leave the tight end open. They had no plan, couldn't adjust. Tight end didn't even do much, and guess what? Ultimately, you were held to three points. Ultimately, Tom Brady won another Super Bowl. Ultimately, you can consider Bill Belichick one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That's what Spence can do. Spence, and the only problem was Spence didn't really have an answer for um, for Sean Porter. He kind of just weathered the Sean Porter storm to a degree and then just wore him out. Until the 12th round, knockdown, won him the fight. I, I, it secured it. Manny Pacquiao, on the other hand, I don't think he can nullify Pacquiao's speed. Pacquiao can give you a five-punch combo in the, in, the, in the span of six seconds. Or three seconds. It, it if this was prime Manny Pacquiao we're talking about, Pacquiao would smoke Spence. Like, there's no doubt about it. But right now, Manny Pacquiao has to play the scrap game. I think Manny Pacquiao has to... Use his speed and the power that he has and use that to the fullest. 
if he sees op uh, if he sees an option for a four punch combo and finish that off with a hook he has to do it i, I he has to wear spence out spence is spence can i can guarantee you can go for 20 can go for 20 plus rounds at the pace that he goes but if you are smothering him and you cut this ring off against spence i think spence kind of cracks down a little bit and really just doesn't really know much of what else to do you know I think this is going to go the entire 12 rounds. I think it's a decision. Um, since my grandfather's always been the fan of him, and I've always been a fan of him, i got to go with Manny Pacquiao. I think Manny Pacquiao wins via split decision and just proves again that these older guys are just, aren't just stepping stones and legends in their own rights. They are legitimate. They could still compete with these young bucks. And that's kind of like my whole thing with Spence and Pacquiao. I, do I have spent the betting favorite maybe Spence? Spence still is super young and has that power. He can win a via unanimous decision if he could. But you, we, we would just have to see what the first round looks like, you know? On to, on to the next one. Uh, you have David Benavidez. You have David Benavidez uh, facing against Uzgatugwe, I think his name is. And that's Saturday, August 28th. I'm not really looking at the entire card. I'm just looking at a little bit. Uh, you know, the undercard looks pretty decent. You know, you have Castro versus... You know, Escanon. It looks to be pretty decent. It looks to be pretty interesting. But David Benavides right now in the in the middleweight division, in the super middleweight division, is just kind of showing that the middleweight, the super middleweights, and the middleweights of the division, they're colliding. And Benavides is a really, really good fighter, and I can't wait to see that. I really don't know who's uh, who's got the way when he really has to bring to the table so far. I haven't looked at his uh, you know his highlights and his fight report, but you know. I'll probably do that in, probably in the next episode or so. Right, I don't even know if I'm going to do a third episode when it comes to, you know, sports and all that stuff. But, you know, it'll it, it'll be there. The episode will be there probably next month when all said and done. And now let's get to the last pay-per-view. Uh, the Benavides is not pay-per-view, by the way. It's just, on, it's just on Showtime. But the last fight, which is going to be on pay-per-view, which is the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. I do not like how this fight is going uh first of all again i've always said this i don't like fights on sundays you know the jake the the logan paul and mayweather fight it was just so off-putting when it comes to just on it's on a sunday you know but jake paul and tyron, tyron woodley everyone has jake in high regards thinking he's a, a he's a decent boxer when to me again he hasn't fought nobody good you say, well, he fought a UFC fighter. That dude was on a hip injury, and he just wasn't in shape. He developed skill. You look at his. You look at his last training video. He did develop combinations, but you're looking at someone that was that's a former champion. Eh, you know, Tyron Woodley has kind of been on a losing streak a little bit. He hasn't won a fight in almost two years now, since losing to Kamaru Usman. But Tyron Woodley at the moment looks to be. He looks to be different. Then it's just me. I haven't seen much with Jake. They haven't really posted anything training-wise with him. But Tyron Woodley, right now, everyone is kind of like, their eyes are on him more than on Jake. And that's kind of like really weird about it. But again, Tyron, Tyron Woodley's entirety of the MMA career and fighting career in general is literally resting in the balance of this fight. I'm not saying if Tyron Woodley doesn't knock him out, oh, you couldn't knock out Jake Paul. But the way it is going, if he gets knocked out, and doesn't make this fight competitive with Jake. 
then Woodley will have to, I, I don't know, like, get rid of social media all in general. But uh, with Jake Paul, it looks pretty interesting. I think they're fighting at the Cruiserweight, which is a, it's a it's an eight-round bout. The Cruiserweight divisions are 190 to, I believe, 195. Then you go into Heavyweight division, which is, you go to, I believe, Cruiserweight is 190 to 198. And then uh, Heavyweights are 200. 200 plus. But as of right now, Jake Paul kind of has the advantage. I believe he is taller than Tyron Woodley by like maybe two or three inches. I don't know who has the reach advantage there. Tyron Woodley has just shown that he is taking it a lot serious. And I believe Jake. Jake just kind of is just promoting it right now. But he's training with Mayweather. Mayweather's kind of teaching him on the defensive side, which I don't believe Tyron Woodley is his specialty. But then again, he is teaching Tyron Woodley more of the... of. Uh, to be an offensive type of fighter and kind of show like you're a UFC fighter first, strike first, use your defense to a degree. Uh, for this eight bound route, uh, Jake Paul is his taking his opponents out. I, I shouldn't even call him opponents. He takes his fighters out very, very relatively short. Whether it's first round, second or third round knockouts, he gets them. Tyron Woodley has shown that he has conditioning like no other. He's gone twenty. He's gone to main event twenty five plus rounds. He's shown that he can make, he can do this. We don't know what Jake is really capable of because a lot of fighters, usually when you see fighters that like, oh, uh, he's never seen the fifth round. That's kind of concerning because we don't know if he has the conditioning or he has, you know, like the stamina to you know go past five rounds. He can be gassed by the sixth round and get knocked out. We don't know what we're getting with Jake Paul. I think Tyron Woodley right now, I think if he withstands and fights smart the first two rounds and let Jake gas himself out, Tyron Woodley, like, takes him to school, you know? Again, this is, it's just weird. It's a Sunday of all things. Sundays are for football. Speaking, the, speaking by the way, by the time this is posted, we are getting the first action of football tomorrow. Or Thursday, the 5th. I mean, teams I don't like, the Steelers and Cowboys, but still, we get football back, ladies and gentlemen. And I cannot wait for that. But let's get back to boxing for a minute. Uh, Tyron Woodley, I think, should win the fight. If Tyron Woodley takes him to deep waters, Tyron Woodley definitely wins the fight. Uh, Jake Paul, I really I, I really don't know what you're getting with Jake Paul. Uh, other than that, Jake's an incredible power puncher. Don't give me that. But he, I've never seen him put combinations together. He's a decent counter puncher from what I've seen. Uh, Tyron Woodley, uh, you just got to see something different with Tyron. If this is the hesitant, scare Tyron, uh, Tyron, he, Jake Paul's winning this fight. And I will say this, if Jake Paul wins against Tyron, Tyron Woodley convincingly, not no BS, whatever the case may be, he wins this match completing with pock shots, uh, combinations, and potentially a knockout, I will consider Jake Paul as a legit fighter. It's just the things he says. He says he can take a, he can be a champion in three years against Canelo. You gotta realize something. You're going to Canelo's weight class, which is potentially a light heavyweight or super or super middleweight, and and getting all that stuff. No, we're not getting that. You're just not getting it. You're not gonna get that chance. If you put up a nice resume where you can go at least nine, ten, twelve, and zero. You may have a chance to win a belt somewhere else, but Canelo will smoke you. It does not matter if you're taller. A lot of these fighters, they're taller than Canelo, and Canelo beats them all. But I think I will leave it there for this, guys. Uh, check out these fights, the Woodley fights on the Sunday, 
uh, August 28th, I believe. Check out the Benavides fight. Check out that on the 28th, right? Saturday the 28th. I'm sorry, the 29th of August is the Jake Paul fight. Uh, Pacquiao, Saturday, August 21st. Rigandau is next week, the 14th. And then check out UFC. Uh, this Saturday, the 7th, will be, you know, UFC 265. And that'll be pretty That'll be pretty interesting. I don't really don't care telling you guys about the other events. Because there's fight nights. Who cares about fight nights? Unless like, Conor McGregor is going to go on fight night, which he should. Then I will talk about it. But other than that, I'm not going to talk about fight nights until, you know, it, unless they interest me. But I think I'll leave it there. If you guys want like, to follow this podcast, you guys can follow us pretty much everywhere. SoundCloud, Spotify, all that stuff. Just look up What's Your Opinions podcast. And we shall be up there. You should look, it should be like a girl in there saying, let's fucking go. I'm trying to work on a logo right now. But other than that, that is cool. Make sure to follow us on the Night Shifters podcast. Look up Night Shifters pod on Instagram. Or you guys can get that from my feed, which is Vintage City Kings. I'm waiting patiently on the college drop right now, so just give you guys a little bit of update. I haven't got the design yet for it for my guy. He's taking his time, but at the end of the day, I want it to be good and not have it shitty and rushed. So, you know, I gotta be patient. We'll most likely see that college drop sometime within September since, you know, college starts within the September time. You have a few weeks. You college kids, I commend to you. Don't know why you guys want to go to school to make pay $100,000 just to make $40,000. That'll make a couple people mad, but hey, by all means, I'm here to piss people off. If you guys would like to support me in any way, you guys can follow any of my social medias that I just talked about. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I might record another episode. I might not. I'm not going to give any promises this time, but yeah, back-to-back sports episodes for y'all. hope you guys appreciate it. hope you guys share it. hope you guys message me if you guys disagree or agree with some points that I talked about. If you guys want me to talk about different you know, stuff, because I'm kind of running out of ideas. Well, technically, I had an ideas, but because I lost those in files, I'm not getting those. So I wish you guys a fantastic week, month, next time we get to meet each other. Hopefully it's soon. I wouldn't know. Love y'all. Peace.